Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests this morning on the Goodyear Hotline, but you're going to fill up the Goodyear Hotline here. The calls are coming in fast and furious. We're asking this morning, best and worst case scenario for your favorite NFL team. We've got some good ones this morning already. Best case, worst case. We know you're living and dying with your team. So what do you think? Hit us up, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We'll try to get some reaction on Twitter, too, at KeyJ and Z. All right, Key, right before the break, the front office insider Mike Tannenbaum came on and said, look, you got 59-year-old Frank Reich close to Carson Wentz in Philadelphia. Then they bring over his quarterback coach, probably the second closest guy he was tight with in Philly and Press Taylor, and then they trade for Carson Wentz. So you got his two closest confidants and then Wentz. And then Mike said a ton of pressure for the Colts to produce. You think there is no pressure on this triumvirate right now? Not to the pressure where that Mike T is talking about. There's pressure to win because you traded for him. You want to win. This is a Super Bowl-ready type team. They built this team for Andrew Luck several years ago. They passed it off to Jacoby Brissett. They retooled the offensive line, going out and getting guys like Quentin Nelson, just shoring the things up. Then all of a sudden they bring in a veteran in Phillip Rivers. We saw what Phillip Rivers was able to do, lead them into the playoffs, close game up in Buffalo. They didn't quite get it done. He retires. Now they go out and get Carson Wentz because they have an established defense. That can play. They got a bunch of young nucleus guys on the offensive side of the ball, whether it's Michael Pittman Jr., Jonathan Taylor. They can bring back T.Y. Hilton if they decide not to bring back T.Y. Hilton, go out and get another receiver to pair with those guys that are there. This team is built. Julian Blackman in the back end. I mean, when you just start Darius Leonard at the linebacker, when you start just looking at it, this team is ready to go. And if Carson Wentz can play halfway as well as he played under Frank Wright when he was in Philadelphia with him, that's saying something. This is not a tough division. You got the Tennessee Titans in who? Depends on what Houston has, right? That's yeah, the big thing. You have the Watson Tennessee yet. Titans in who? Because the quarterback, Jay, in Houston ain't going back. So if the quarterback in Houston ain't going back, what they going to be stuck with? Tom Savage again? I mean, like, come on. <laughs> and then when you think about Jacksonville, I get it. Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, oh, my God, the greatest guy in the world. I understand that. He's yet to step on campus and take a snap underneath the center in the Jacksonville Jaguars organization. So right now, they have nothing. You got one team, Tennessee. And are you afraid of Tennessee if you're Indianapolis? Well, so I think that kind of answers my question for me, Key. Like, if there's one team, then I definitely think this puts pressure on the Colts. There's more pressure, I feel like, on Frank Reich and his job, right, ultimately, because he's the one that says, I can fix it. Now, you go back to the numbers that – Carson Wentz had in 2017, I mean, QBR number one. Before we had Patrick Mahomes, it feels like Carson Wentz was positioned to be one of the youngest faces for the league. I mean, with the season that he was having before he tore his ACL in L.A., like he was positioned to be one of the faces. If that's happening underneath Frank Wright's regime. Now, Frank Wright has taken the opportunity by saying, hey, I'm going to put my job on the line that I can fix it. Considering being from one of the best QBs to one of the worst years he's had last year, can he fix it? That's an indictment on Frank Wright if he can get the job done. Even if, even if Frank Wright is in the plus category already, all he needs to do is so bad last year, just give me a tick up with the quarterback, a tick up. If he, if he stay, let's assume worst case scenario, he stays the same. That ain't, Carson, that ain't Frank Wright. That's the player because he done moved to another spot doing the same thing. Confirmation of damaged goods. It, like, oh, I can sell that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you, you can have him now. I don't want him anymore. We tried to fix him. 
Still the same guy. We got to move on from him. We're asking this morning, best case, worst case scenario for your team. And on the tip of Carson Wentz's old team, Mike is in South Philly joining us this morning on ESPN Radio. Mike? Hey, guys. What's up, Mike? Hey, I'm South Jersey, not South Philly. What's the difference? Tell him. That's right. Tell him. What's the difference? I'm on the beach. Oh. Brown water. Right, well, anyway. It's not brown water in South yeah. Jersey. Stop doing that to us, Key. No, Go ahead, Mike. I'm, I'm in the ocean. I'm, I'm down in Cape May, down in the ocean. Gotcha. Right at the tip of New Jersey. What's on the tip of your mind? The tip of my mind is Jalen Hurts. Best case scenario, he does what he's supposed to do. And when I say what he's supposed to do, we're not looking to play Tom Brady in the NFC Championship next year. Let's go 7-9, 8-8, relax. Not to quote that idiot Rodgers guy, but listen to me. He's been in competition since he got to college. He lost out in LA. He had to fight for his claim to fame, Oklahoma. We gave him the keys. Relax. I watched the Super Bowl, and my biggest fear was this kid, who's so great, to run around like Patrick Mahomes was and get himself hurt. That would be the worst case scenario. Take the pressure off yourself. You already got the keys to the dealership. You can drive the cars, but relax. No accidents. No accidents this year. That's my biggest fear, that he gets himself hurt trying to prove to the world that he deserves this. Thank he you. deserves it. He's got it. Just watch his tape. Gotcha. All right. Thank you, Mike. Mike in South Jersey, definitely Jay, is a South Jersey accent. There's no doubt, there's no <laughs> doubt about that. Willie in Mississippi. Go ahead. You're on the Eagles B2. What you got? Oh, what's going on, guys? What up? What's up, Willie? Oh, nothing. Best, best, uh, best case scenario, Jalen Hurts turned out to be the real deal. Wins Philadelphia their next Super Bowl. Worst case scenario, Jalen Hurts turns out to be trash. Carson Wentz goes on to win the Colts of Super Bowl. Mm, uh-huh. Extremes. <laughs> I don't think Jalen Hurts winning the Super Bowl no time soon. I mean, Philadelphia's got a lot of issues other than Jalen Hurts. I would, I would say Carson Wentz is closer with Indianapolis's makeup of getting to the Super Bowl. I, I, who gets to the Super Bowl faster, the Philadelphia Eagles or the Indianapolis Colts? Sounds like a poll question. Exactly. And you know who's sitting there watching it all happen once, once the Colts do get to the Super Bowl, if they get there sooner than later? Howie Roseman. Just sitting there watching it. it key, it just goes back to Jeff Lurie and Howie Roseman. I mean, I, that's why I said this is a monumental failure on a franchise for the way everything's broken down. I don't know. I don't. Re- I don't know what they're trying. Look, I don't know what they're looking to do. I don't know what their grand scheme, their plan, overall, where they want to be. I don't know. You, we would have to ask Howie Roseman. We should get him on and and ask him what is the plan long term. What What are you trying to do? Are we rebuilding? Are we drafting quarterbacks at six? Like, what is it that we're trying to do? Don't run from it. Don't say you're too busy to come on with us. I'm inviting you to come on with us when we reach out to you. Um, because I would like to know what is the, the long-term plan in play in Philadelphia other than them booing Santa Claus eventually again. Yes, the long-term <laughs> play was Carson Wentz up until the very second he wasn't. That's the issue, right? They completely supported him. He got hurt. Foles won the Super Bowl. They gave him his job back. They got rid of Foles. Hurts came in. 
they essentially still said we still wanted to keep you. It was Wentz's dissatisfaction with the organization that really was the impetus for the trade. If you think about it, they were all in on Wentz until the very second they weren't. And that has put them, as Jay said, Harry Roseman and his boss owner Jeffrey Lurie in an incredibly difficult bind. On the way, so we got Stafford gone, we got Goff gone, we got Wentz gone. So why haven't the Texans traded Deshaun Watson yet? And are they really resolute in saying he's absolutely not available? The answer from our NFL insider after I tell you about the undefeated on ESPN Plus that offers fans year-round premium content highlighting the intersection of race, culture, and sports. Check out new premium storytelling, your favorite ESPN films, and more exclusively on ESPN Plus. Sign up now, ESPN.com. Make sure to check out the new all-access docuseries, Why Not Us? North Carolina Central Basketball which debuted on February 12th, executive produced by Chris Paul, the NBA All-Star, and our very own Stephen A. Smith. Find the series exclusively on The Undefeated on ESPN+. Sign up now at ESPNplus.com. Deshaun Watson seemingly has asked for a trade. He wants a fresh start. If there are two ones and a three and a former number one overall pick going for Matthew Stafford, what is Deshaun Watson worth then? The bar just went up. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. It's really unbelievable. So the quarterback carousel is moving. We saw what happened with Goff and Stafford, then Carson Wentz. But I don't think anybody, Key, has been more resolute. And we're going to talk to our NFL insider about this in just a moment. Nobody's been more resolute in their desire to leave. Yeah, Goff was upset. I want to be somewhere they appreciate me. Wentz said, you need to sort of get me out of here. But the resolute nature, the public nature of the way Deshaun Watson has said it leads you to believe, even if the Texans have said he's not available, I don't know how they could mend this. Well, it was, it, Deshaun hasn't said anything. That's everybody speaking for Deshaun. Yep. Deshaun said nothing. He He's liked some stuff on that social media stuff Jay looks at. Other than that, he, doesn't, he hasn't come out and said publicly, I want out of here, even though we know. Right. Schefter did he, say he requested a trade. Yeah, it, we know that based on those things, but he's yet to talk to the organization. And once he comes out publicly – and says that, Jay, it's, it's really going to be a wrap. It's a wrap now, but it's really going to be a wrap once he says publicly, I'm out. I, I like the way he's been handling everything, Key. You know, it, it's look, he's gone through his representation. He hasn't said anything to debase his character, even though some people think that this is an indictment on his character, which I find to be funny. I, he's gone about everything the right way. If he doesn't want to be there, this is the way you go about doing it. 
He did say, and Adam Schefter did confirm, remember about a month ago, maybe about six weeks ago now, he put out that this tweet. This has been going on for so long. Right. Where he said his, his, his level of anger was a 2 out of a 10, and then Schefter reported it's now a 10 out of a 10 after everything went down with Eric Bieniemy and not interviewing him and not interviewing his front office choices. And then Deshaun essentially doubled down and said, you're right, it is a 10 out of a 10. Let's talk about it more with Kimberly A. Martin, ESPN NFL reporter. And Kimberly the host, A. And the host, A. Uh, first take, her take, which is available once a week anywhere you get your podcast. NFL referee, first female official to ever uh, officiate in the Super Bowl. Sarah Thomas was guest number one. So they're going to be A-listers on Kimberly A's podcast with Charlie and Shanae. First take, her take, available again every week. Brand new guest, download it anywhere you get podcasts. Okay, so uh, right before you came on, we've been asking why exactly the... Deshaun Domino has not fallen if it's fallen for Goff and Stafford and Wentz. What you have on that? Or not. Here's the deal. The Houston Texans technically don't have to do anything because, you know, they have one of the top QBs in the league right now. Yes, he's frustrated. Yes, he's demanding a trade. But if you're the team, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to grant him that trade. And from now until August, the real issue is, will we see Deshaun show up for training camp and week one? That's when you start to worry. But right now, unless the Texans are blown away by an offer, they technically don't have to do anything because he's under contract. Kimberly, when you look at the other quarterback situation within the division, the Indianapolis Colts acquired uh, Carson Wentz last week. How much pressure are on the Colts, Frank Wright, as well as Carson Wentz, to get this deal done toward the Super Bowl? A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure, particularly on Carson Wentz, because, you know, I felt like the Indianapolis Colts were the best fit for him as you mentioned with the Frank Reich connection, you know, he had his best season with Frank Reich as his offensive coordinator. But the Colts are a pretty complete team. You know, even before they got Philip Rivers, it was like this team is a QB away from being a contender and potential Super Bowl favorite, let's say. And then they fell short with Philip Rivers. Carson Wentz has the perfect situation where he has complementary pieces. If his gripe is, well, we didn't have a lot in Philly or... No, the coaching staff, you know, there was issues there. He's got the coaches. He's got the defense. He's got a running game. He, he's got weapons. So if it doesn't work here in Indy, I don't know where it works, and I don't know how he turns his, his career around. What would an offseason be, Kimberly, without the OBJ drama? It wouldn't be an NFL offseason. So now we got a little <laughs> bit of drama with OBJ. We, we would not be covering the NFL. Yes, we got a little bit of drama with OBJ potentially moving on from Cleveland. A lot of people are pointing in the direction of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What do you think and do you think this could potentially happen? You know, do I think it happened after seeing what Tampa did going all in? We're going to we're going to get Brady Gronk out of retirement, AB. Yeah, anything is possible in the NFL. You know, Bruce Arians literally could sit and be be the Suge Knight of the situation. Be like, hey, if your head coach doesn't let you have fun, if uh. your coordinator doesn't know how to use you right, <laughs> if you are on a team where you're not getting the ball or you don't c- come to Tampa Bay, come to Tampa Bay. Like that's what the Bucks right now with all those pieces. That's what they have to offer a dream scenario, a dream team. Someone like Odell, if he wants warmer weather. OK, 
But, you know, it's a little premature. I know the Browns have said, we like Odell, we want to keep him. But we saw what the Browns were without Odell. Does that change their perspective going forward? We're going to see very soon. Kim, is that the best landing spot for him? Would that be Tampa Bay or could a situation like Green Bay with him and Devontae Adams? Ooh, that would be dangerous too. That would be dangerous. Um, But if you're talking about win now, which Odell, you know, I was around the Giants for a little bit when he was in New York. You know, he's a guy who wants a good QB and wants a chance to win. He's got that in Baker. But when you look at the teams that are positioned to win now, I think it's Tampa, Green Bay, and you could argue the Bills, right? So Tampa's already shown you they got the horses. And pretty much that entire team is coming back. The coaches are going to stay. That, to me, they just coming off the Super Bowl, that's the incentive that you can tell guys, hey, we know how to do it. We just did it. Come, let's do it again. I hear you. Cardinals running back Chase Edmonds tweeted that we could see some players take one-year deals this year with uncertainty around the salary cap. How do you see this year's free agency playing out? You know, well, for some, for a team like the Texans, not great because they, they have nothing to offer teams, uh, offer free agent guys to come there. But I think overall across the league, you know, with the cap going to, you know, set to rise in 2022, no one knows what the ceiling's going to be, but it's going to rise 2022, 2023. I was talking to somebody the other day who was like, you know, if guys who sign a deal now, they're going to be upset in a couple of years. So like we're talking about with these teams that are set up to win now, you might do a one-year rental. You might bet on yourself. You might say, you know what, this team is poised to go all the way. I can, I, I can sign a one-year deal, see if it works, and then I can hit the market again. So I would not be surprised with all the uncertainty around, surrounding the cap that a lot of guys just say, hey, let's do it like the NBA. Let, let, let's see if I can get somewhere, get a chip, and then move on. Speaking on betting on yourself, Kim, I think it's pretty obvious that this year the NFL's middle class is going to get squeezed a little bit, right? The rookie guys are on rookie deals. The big guys are going to be making money. So you kind of talked about it. Squeezing of the middle class. Dak Prescott may have been middle class when he first came into the league as a fourth-round pick, but he certainly played himself into that big money scenario. What's the latest what you're hearing with regards to Dak and his negotiations with free agency limit? You know, we're about to hit the franchise tag window. You know, teams have a couple weeks to, to tag guys. I think we've all kind of said it, except for Jerry Jones, like till we're blue in the face, like the, the Cowboys made a huge mistake waiting to this point. Uh, I think the tag, you know, is going to be sort of that placeholder move before they decide what to do. You know, do they sign him long term? Do, do you sign and trade him somewhere else? But it really is unfortunate. It's funny. Well, not funny for Dak because he was injured, but it is it is interesting that he was injured most of the season and his value went up because we were able to see just how valuable Dak Prescott was to the Cowboys. So, you know, we're going to get some movement, but is it the long term deal that we're going to that Dak is hoping for? We'll see. Time will tell. We've been waiting for this for several years. Kimberly A. Martin, what did you make of the Cam Newton camp situation that I guess went viral on all the little social media platforms? Listen, 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 listen. Can I tell you that that video upset me so much, maybe because I'm a certain age, but Cam handled that a little bit better than I would have because my my whole thing is 
if you're a child and you are at this camp and you have an opportunity to talk to not just an NFL quarterback, former NFL MVP, a guy that helped his team get to the Super Bowl, places that you hope you can only dream of getting, and you have an opportunity to extract knowledge and wisdom and have a dialogue with him, and that's how you decide to handle it? No. No. It wouldn't it would have gone to that conversation would have gone a completely different way if it was me. <laughs> kids, man, they they something else these days. I'm glad you said it, Kim, because these I just kids, felt like kids, I, was, I felt like I was forty two going on sixty two and I was the get off my long guy, but I'm so glad you said that because I was I was almost afraid to say it on the air Kim, like, Oh, don't this, don't don't badger the kids so much, Kim. I am hundred percent with you. This is what happens, Kim, when you say things on Twitter or on social media, and then all of a sudden when you're in reality and you try to say the same things on social media to people's faces, when that goes wrong. That's what happened. Oof. Exactly. You see how quiet that little kid got? Like, uh, uh, we'll see. Uh, you'll see. Yeah, it's a different energy. I don't know. These kids nowadays, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> officially old. These kids. These kids were all officially old. Speak for yourself, man. You always talk about somebody old. We got young spirits around here. Yeah, I know you talk about that. Yeah, Zubin. But, Kim, I'm with you. I'm with you. But it's amazing. You know, that's, you know, back in the old days, nobody catches that on camera, right? It's just a flippant comment made here or there. But just another reminder, you are always being recorded no matter what? It was a fun moment there, but again, yeah. I'm with Kim. I'm with Kim. A little bit of a stickler. I, that's, that's just the way I am. That's the way I am. Kim, thank you so much. Really appreciate you joining us this morning, and thanks for being on my side. <laughs> Still waiting on my call, but it's all good. Thanks, guys. <laughs> all right, Kim. <laughs> she made a great point there, um, and I thought she made an interesting point here, too, with what she, she said about Dak. The Cowboys have made a huge mistake, because that's an interesting point that she brought up. Usually when a guy gets injured, you would think his leverage would be lowered because now the team's in a situation where you say to yourself, well, he could have signed. Now he's maybe damaged goods. Now we've got the advantage in negotiations, even though Jerry came out and said Dak's got all the leverage. But she was right. When you replace him with Ben DiNucci and Garrett Gilbert and Andy Dalton, you don't realize what you don't have until you don't have it. And in some ways, even though the injury was catastrophic, he should be ready to go for the offseason program in March it may have actually upped his value in Dallas, not decreased it. Rarely heard when talking about an injury like that. Yeah, and, and that's true. But I think what, what we all have to understand is an organization, not only an organization, the owner. What are we dealing with with the owner? The owner is a guy who is a businessman, and he has the ability to sit and wait. It ain't He doesn't – does Dak Prescott have the threshold to sit and wait? Because at some point, you can't keep betting on yourself. You just, it doesn't, the, 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 the odds are against you when you keep betting on yourself. There's a reason guys don't play on the tag year after year after year yeah, after you can't year keep after year. Doing, you can't keep right? doing that. Jerry Jones has the wherewithal and the power to wait Dak out. I mean, that's just who he is as a business guy. He didn't, he didn't get the Dallas Cowboys and become the sole owner because he just rolled over when they said roll over. No, he waited it out and then eventually bought his partners out. And then eventually he owns the whole thing. So it's like, I get it. We all want Dak to get paid. No question about it at the top of the game. But there is a a, a thing as such, you can't keep betting on yourself. You just can't keep doing it. As a player, a lot of times we found ourselves in the back of planes you know, gambling on dice and things of that sort, right? Having fun. 
And we, we used to laugh because when Jay Rose would come back, you know, Jay Rose had the big bank back then, right? Or when you got a chance to have fun like that with MJ, I, I always would hear guys say it, like Jamal Crawford would always say it. He's like, man, big bank always wins, right? Big bank always wins. And if you're Dak Prescott, if you're in this situation, yeah, you might want that one year shorter. Or you want, might want that really, really big deal. But at the end of the day, you start looking at the climate. I mean, yeah, in a recession, what's going on? People have lost a lot of their jobs. I'm not saying that influences your decision, but coming off that injury, you're like, man, I got, how do I say no to this at the end of the day? I might want a little bit more. I might want a little bit less time, but how do I say no? Well, at, at, at some point, you know, he's got to – it's got to be right to do the deal. Don't do a deal just for the sake of doing a deal. My whole point is Jerry Jones has been under scrutiny and stressed his entire tenure as the Dallas Cowboys owner, whether it's gas company that he owns, yep. whether it's his real estate company he's owned, whether it's I'm going with Pepsi when the rest of the NFL is Coke. That's nothing to him. So sitting us throwing boulders at him, that means nothing. Saying he's doing Dak wrong means nothing to him. In the end, him and his sons have got to make a decision what the number is. It ain't gonna be we offering you a, a forty million and you want fifty. They're not gonna do that. Right. This is way, way, way easier than walking in owning the Cowboys in nineteen eighty nine, and the first thing you do is get rid of Tom Landry. That was way harder than this. Or how am I gonna separate myself from Jimmy Johnson? What's going on? Those decisions are so much harder than determining how much money you're gonna pay Dak Prescott. It's a great point you make. On the way in one minute, a team that two years ago was as anonymous as any in the NBA now might be in pole position to win the whole thing. That's after Sports Center. In which we're going to start in the NBA. The Timberwolves have fired head coach Ryan Saunders. According to Woj, they're finalizing a deal with the Raptors assistant Chris Finch, which just as a fan I think is odd on the surface. Why not just ride out the rest of the regular season with some guy that's on your bench as an assistant coach as opposed to extracting somebody from another team that he's embedded with during the season? Seems a little bit strange, but Saunders really struggled 43-94. and 94. That surname is probably familiar to Wolves fans. He is the son of the former late Wolves coach, Flip Saunders. Part of Ryan's issue, he just couldn't get Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell on the floor together. And when you don't have your best guys together on the floor, it's hard to win games. The Celtics are finding it hard to win games. They blew a 24-point lead in a 121-15 loss to the Pelicans. With three minutes left to go in the game, Zubin. With three minutes left to go in the game. Wow. What an unbelievable comeback. Zion, by the way. Hey, Jay, by the way, well, 28 and 10. Remember, Zion's still in the league. (laughs) Still making some things happen. And he's point Zion. He's playing the point guard for people out there, which is mind-boggling. I love the way they're utilizing him. Think about that. Think about that body, that frame barreling at you at the point guard position. Black history always. We honor the Fab Five. Uh, Jay just talked about Jalen, Big Bank. Michigan's Fab Five, you can take it to the bank. An iconic quintet in college Mm. basketball history. Of course, Chris Webber, Jalen Rose, Jimmy King, Ray Jackson. And the current Michigan coach, Jawan Howard, who, by the way, fellas, 30th anniversary of the Five Five, he's got an unbelievable freshman himself. Jay, I'm sure you've watched Hunter Dickinson Mm. from Michigan, right? So we got a member of the Fab Five coaching one of their great Fabulous freshman this year. Big win for Michigan yesterday over Ohio State. And Sports Center is brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Spend your tax return wisely with Straight Talk Wireless. You can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for $199 plus 
Plus, get the $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plan with no contract on America's best networks. For up to 50% less, tune out the nonsense. Tune in to Straight Talk. Key's asking Jay to pass the ball here, but this is all Jay. We're running the point, and we begin with... At five. Brooklyn's best in the West. Jay, explain this. <laughs> well, well, Brooklyn is undefeated right now in the West on their trip. They, they've been playing phenomenal basketball, and I will say this. James Harden is a dark horse candidate for the MVP. I mean, he had 37 last night in their win against the Clippers without Kevin Durant. Now, I know down the stretch, Paul George didn't play, but the way the Nets have looked defensively against the Lakers, against the Clippers, going on this West Coast swing, they finishing up tomorrow night, uh, they are playing the best basketball along with the Utah Jazz in the NBA. Next up. At four. Bradley Beal and Luka Doncic should not not start the All-Star game? So here's my thing. Dame Dollar got robbed in the All-Star game. They were fourth in the West. He should have been a starter. And I want to have a rule. I want to create new rules. This is like a Bill Maher production here. (laughs) New rules, okay, Zubin? You have to be 500 or better in order to be a starter in the All-Star game. Now, Bradley Bill, I know, is a bad boy. He's incredible. He is an all-star, no doubt about it. This is not me hating on Bradley Bill. I watched him rock out since Florida. He is one of the most phenomenal players in the league. But I just want there to be some kind of standard if you're going to be a starter. If you're going to be a starter, you've got to elevate your team to a different level. And that means guys like Dame, and that means guys like Zach Levine, you know, who actually is in the playoff contention, should be starters. Everybody else should be all-stars, but those guys should be starters, in my opinion. Evidence for Jay. The Wizards are 10-17. and 17. Luka and the Mavericks are 13-15. and 15. Next up. At three. Joel Embiid is trending towards MVP after dropping half a hundred. Man, this dude had 50 in their game on, a, on, on ABC the other night. 50. 50 and 17 against the Bulls. He punishes people, and the way Doc has unlocked him and Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid is being Joel Embiid. He literally went coast to coast and hit somebody with a Euro step and finished at the rim. He's shooting the ball extremely well, over 50% from the field. The way Joel Embiid is playing, Philadelphia, they need their love. They are prime position to be in the NBA championship. Not saying it's going to happen. I still have the Nets, but they're going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Next up. At two. Could LeBron's MVP run, chance to win, jeopardize the Lakers' championship aspirations? So here's my thing, Zubin. Remember last week when we talked about, are we worried about the low management of LeBron James? And Keith kept saying, well, we're 1-0. I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait a second. You played against Minnesota. By the way, Minnesota just fired their head coach. Let you know where Minnesota was going. Since then, they've been 0-2. They lost to the Heat on Friday night. Then they lost again to the Nets. So... What I would say to this is LeBron James was one of eight from the three-point line the other day. He played 37 minutes. How do you handle this if you're their head coach, Frank, uh, Frank you know, Vogel, moving into this new direction here? Do you lessen his minutes to a degree? Because if you play him a lot and he's got the shoulder this carry, you know, trying to keep them in a position, what does that mean for a guy who only had 71 days off after winning your championship, coming back into the season, now playing without Anthony Davis? How do you manage that load for LeBron James going into the playoffs? It's going to be so fascinating to watch. Don't worry about the Lakers. I, I do worry about the Lakers because I cover, I cover basketball. Don't worry. I cover basketball. Too. No, you don't. don't. You don't like talking about basketball. I like talking about basketball on this show. Always hating on the Lakers, man. <laughs> Come and on, LeBron, man. LeBron going to win the thing, man. Stop. Come and on, then as man. far as the all-star stuff go, Jay, 
why do I care I'm, if I start in the NBA All-Star game? Or not? I don't care, right? I'm in the All-Star game. If I start, I start. If I play the second quarter, I play the second quarter. What's, I don't understand that pet peeve, I'm a starter. Versus yeah, to be a starter, a starter is to be recognized that you're the best of the best. I'm at the All-Star game. No, 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 no. no. There's a difference between being an alternative or being one of the last alternate selections than being a starter in the All-Star game, Key. But I'm not an I'm not an alternate selection. I'm a selection because I am one of, what is it, 12 on each team? Essentially. Essentially, yes. yeah, I'm one of 12 on the team. I, I'm I just saying. I just don't get it. It's To be a starter is different. One thing I would yeah. say, Damian Lillard actually took the high road. He actually said when asked about the snub, he said, you know, earlier in my career it really would have worked me up, but at this particular point – I ain't worried about it. So he diffused the situation. Pretty interesting. He's always Just, angry, uh, though, Zubin. What's that? Dame is always angry. That's who Dame is. That's how you channel it, right? LeBron and the Lakers dropped another one without AD. Hey, this time to the Heat Zubin, on Saturday you're night. You're starting to act like Jay now. You <laughs> Just got to pay the bills. And the Monday morning roundup is brought to you by AutoZone. Get the zone. AutoZone. Let's get to number one. And running point. Anthony Edwards' entire stat line in a game versus one great Dunk. So this was this was the thing that went viral over the weekend. Anthony Edwards absolutely punished a play. Punished a play. It was against the Raptors. I mean, the dunk was phenomenal, and it was everywhere. People were talking about this as the dunk of the year. But the stat line, when you think about it, he was 0-7 from the three-point line, 3 of 14 from the field, didn't play well at all. And Minnesota lost. So it turned into people saying that, oh, you guys are hating on him because the stat line was good. Well, this is the play of the year. So how do you see it, Zubin and Key? Is it the play of the year? Is that the one point that we take away due to social media? Or is it the stat line that Anthony Edwards actually didn't play well in the game? Hard to defend the stat line, I got to tell you. I need need the stat line. The dunk is cool, but the stat line, I I don't have – I didn't draft you and have you here for a dunk and for us to talk about it from a marketing standpoint, how, what is that going to do for the team, right? I mean, it's the stat line that concerns me as far as his play. The dunk, I don't – it's like it's a highlight reel. It's a poster. You're on YouTube. It's going to be all that throughout his career. But then that stat line is what matters most because that's when you're going to get the W's and the L's. And then it's so funny because when you talk about, hey, he only had seven points or that he was 0-7 from the three-point line, 3-14 or 14 from the field. People are like, why are you hating? Why can't you just show love? I'm like, whoa, no, that's whoa, not, no, whoa, that's not, hating, not hating. No, just, that's not hating. The dunk was crazy. The surface here, yeah. Yeah, the dunk is crazy. There's no question about it. But that 0-7 dog or whatever it was, we got to fix that. That's the problem because you dunking, we know you're going to do that, right? I mean, we know Zion is going to dunk the basketball and Tomahawk dunks it all. We know that. But it's the other stuff that we worry about. Yeah. Last thing I would just say, and it's super early, and I I hate to bring this up because I'm the guy that preaches patience and let's just wait to see what happens and let it play it out. But just in the environment in which we live right now, you look at Wiseman, pick behind him. Look at Lamelo, pick behind him, and who'd you rather have right now? Wiseman, Lamelo, yeah, or Anthony? But Edwards, every situation is right? different, though. Anthony Edwards, he's playing well, though. He's playing yeah, well. Every- he's not. I mean. Every situation. Tough to be on that team. Tough to be on that team, right? Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear hotline. On the way, the Bears' number one priority is finding a quarterback. Uh Uh-oh. But maybe the bigger question is, who's that quarterback? Whoever he is, going to throw to. That's a big question no one's talking about. 
Derek Carr is the quarterback the Bears should go get in 2021. I don't know why we aren't talking about Marcus Mariota going to the Bears. I don't think the long-term answer exists realistically for the Chicago Bears. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Key can't stand to watch this morning on television. We're showing the bad Mitch Trubisky video. Or if you're a skeptical Bears fan, is that the good Mitch Trubisky video? <laughs> Has he done anything right in your eyes? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin oh, presented by... He wants to keep Mitch Trubisky, though. <laughs> he wants to keep him. That's not what I said, Jay. Um, if, the- you, if you go out there and you going after some of these other quarterbacks, you might as well stick with Mitch Trubisky is all I'm saying. What, Like, I don't understand. They act like they get significant upgrades. If you got Matt Ryan, that's a significant upgrade. But then some of these other dudes that people keep talking about, I'm like, man, please, you might as well keep the same dudes you got. Doesn't appear Allen Robinson is going to return, but there could be a bigger picture at work here. We'll use Robinson as sort of the example and then just go macro because this could be something that affects the Bears great wide receiver and other players in the NFL who, as I mentioned, are in that league's middle class with that 180, 185 salary floor. You feel like for the first time in years, the salary cap is going to come down and then eventually in 2022, it'll go back up. Chase Edmonds running back from the Arizona Cardinals tweeted this and I want to get your thoughts on this because this does essentially make a lot of sense. This free agency is going to be wild, going to be a lot of really good players take one year rentals because that salary cap super teams type. In my opinion, we're going to see, though, essentially what he's saying there is take the short one year deal, prove it. And when the cap goes up in 2022, go sign a long-term deal. That's what he's saying for guys like Robinson and others that may want a short-term cash-in for a long-term eventual payday. Key, you're shaking your head. No, because I'm, I'm not you, – you don't know if the salary cap is going to be flat for the next couple of years. You don't know. Mm-hmm. They, they haven't made that determination on that decision yet. Um, I think they're just assuming with the virus behind us, full stands, new television deals. They're just assuming that that's where we're going. And it all depends on who you are as a player. Where where are you at financially in your career? Um, If this is your first real payday, Allen Robinson has been paid already, leaving Jacksonville and going to Chicago. So he had a second bite at the apple. Um, So his situation is totally different than some others. 
you don't, you know, the risk, man, it's professional sports. You never know what might happen 12 months from now. Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, or tomorrow for that matter, right? You just don't, you, you don't want to continue to just keep making, taking risk after risk after risk. I mean, it depends on where you're at. Like if you're a guy who has like an Allen Robinson can afford to say, I'll take a one year deal and wait because I've made money already. But when you, some of these other dudes that are up now that have not hit pay dirt, trying to take a one year deal to hit pay dirt, I wouldn't advise that at all. That's just me, Jay. No, I'm with you. If you can't come to an agreement with Allen Robinson, Key, if you guys, if they're that far off, do you franchise tag them again and then try to package them up with somebody else to try to find that quarterback of your future? That's interesting. Tag them and trade them. Exactly. Yeah, you could. But if I'm a, at quarter- least you have but if asset, I'm a quarterback, right? you want me to come to Chicago, who the hell am I going to throw to? Like, what, what you got? You, you want me to throw Jimmy Graham? You want me to throw to Anthony Miller? Not the Anthony Miller from the San Diego Chargers, Denver Broncos, <laughs> Zubin, but this Anthony Miller from Memphis. Both slight guys. <laughs> yeah, but what, like, who are you asking me? Where's my weapons? So you're asking me to come to Chicago with no Allen Robinson, no nobody. I, I just, you're asking for me to do a lot. No, I, I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, if you're, Matt Nagy, are you too, how, how do you not Man, they need to get the assets. deal. They need, yeah. to, they need to pay Allen Robinson and stop playing. That's what they need to do. I wonder Go how ahead far and pay this dude. Pay this dude and stop playing games. Go ahead. And, that's the one bright spot that you do have on the offensive side of the ball. They seem to fit this morning's poll question about as well as anyone. Best case, worst case. I mean, if you're a Bears fan, I honestly don't know what the, the best case is at this particular point. But the worst case is Trubisky comes back, doesn't improve. We don't have Allen Robinson. Uh, We're asking that this morning. Best case, worst case, 888-ESP and 888-729-3776. Who are you going to get, though, at the QB spot? You want to trade for Sam Darnold? Is that, if he's available, is that what you want to do? Or you want to draft another guy? Like Carson Wentz, he's happy where he's at. That's over with. Like, what are you going to do? That would have been interesting, though. Carson Wentz and Nick Foles is back up. They reunite in Chicago. How would that have gone over? As soon as he got hurt, they'd have been putting in Nick Foles. <laughs> Nick Foles take the Bears. <laughs> Here it goes again. Here it Here goes, goes again. again. But who are you going to get? Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, if you're getting Jimmy Garoppolo, you might as well stay with Mitch Trubisky. If you got Marcus Mariota in a trade, you might try to fix – Mitch Trubisky, if that's what you're supposed to be, you're supposed I, to be a quarterback fixer, a whisperer. You're supposed to be a guy who came from an Andy Reid system. Andy Reid sure knows how to fix quarterbacks. I don't care who they are. You, you want to play quarterback, go to Andy Reid. You want to make money, go to Andy Reid. And so that's my only thing, Jay, is like who are you going to get at the quarterback spot? Well, somebody like- did call in and say Tua for the Bears, that that was, that was their best case, was that if the Dolphins got Watson, they would trade for Tua. No, I, I don't, I'm cool with Mitch Trubisky. I don't need why, – why do I need Tua when I got Mitch? It's not like Tua was Aaron Rodgers last year. Okay, I, don't, I don't see how you don't find more value in Marcus Mariota. I, just, I, I think that's the one guy, if you're the Bears, you go after. I mean, a guy who's young, he's hungry. He, yeah, you may have some options, uh, limited options on who to throw the ball to, but at least you will have your franchise QB – somewhat potentially in the future. But did Marcus Mariota light the world on fire in Tennessee? No, that's why he's in Oakland. So essentially you're getting the same guy. You're getting guys that you're not sure about, whether it's Mr. Trubisky, Mariota, Sam Darnold, all of them are the same stuff. Margin so why give, up, why give up picks 
when all I got to do is if I'm really good at what I claim to be good at that got me the job, yeah. why can't I figure it out? Yeah, marginal upgrades at best for those guys, and they need a supercharged move at the quarterback position. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Tune out the nonsense. Tune into Straight Talk, offering the Samsung Galaxy A51 for $199 bucks and $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plans. No contract on America's best networks. Keep weighing in. Best worst-case scenario for your team on the phone or on Twitter. Back after this.